Welcome to Let's Talk, a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. Get comfortable and relax and put aside any of the distractions that you might have as we dive today into God's Word in a very relative way. Let me start off this morning and ask you a couple of questions. First of all, have you ever been disappointed with God? Have you ever been truly, truly disappointed with God in some aspect of your life? Some thing or some aspect of your life that just didn't go the way that you wanted it to? Or maybe it's not going that way that you wanted to right now. Something you're going through today, I don't know. Have you ever been critical of the way that things turned out and kind of looked toward God and said, what in the world are you thinking? You know what? The truth is we all have. We all have. When you look at your life, have you ever asked God to fix something or to correct something? You know, there are obvious things that you have to assume if you have gone before God and asked God to fix various things in your life. Number one, you got to believe that he exists. You got to believe that God is here and that he exists in the world and he, that he is all that he says that he is. In order to go before God and to ask God to help you or to help repair things in your own life, you got to believe that God is powerful. You got to believe that God knows, you know, the ins and the outs and, and that his will and his determination of things is perfect in every way. You know, you and I can, can come up with ways to do things that, uh, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But you got to believe if you're asking God to fix things in your life, you got to believe that he is perfect in wisdom and perfect in power and perfect in all of the things that he asks you to do and that you ask him to do. So if God is really there, if God is really powerful, and if God can fix things in your life, why doesn't he? Why doesn't God fix these things? Why doesn't God do the things that that we that we, we all want him to do? Why doesn't he come to our aid and help us to overcome the obstacles in life? I mean, after all, if he's God and if he's good and if his nature is good and and if God is all powerful, I mean, what is he thinking? Why did, why does he let things kind of unravel the way that they that they do? You know, we're taught in the Bible that God creates all things and that all things are good. In the book of Genesis, we read about how God created the earth and the heavens and, and humankind. And, and he looked at it all and he says, it is good. It is good when I've done. And that includes this aspect of free will in our life, which got us in trouble, by the way. You know, God still looks at humankind and says, you know, even though you guys screwed up, even though you guys let pride, you know, 
work its way into your heart and because of that pride there was rebellion and you turned away from me he says still what i created was good it's just that you didn't use it for good you didn't use it properly we we've learned in the scriptures that uh, once humankind fell you know, they were booted out of the kingdom of heaven. They were they were escorted out, basically. And it's not because God was angry. It's not because God, you know, all of a sudden this was unexpected or it came along and God wasn't expecting it. it, it that's not the case at all. God was protecting. Once again, God was doing something good. He was protecting his creation from ending up living in sin for all of eternity. That's what he was doing. You see, God knew that even though we messed up and that we would mess up and that he would have to come and die for our sins and he would be the one that would have to provide the way back home for us. And he knew that everything he did was good and that he was going to do on our behalf was good. He also knew that we had an inability to repair or to fix our own problems. We can't fix it. You know, that's kind of what the culture today, you know, that's one of the things we all wrestle with. In life, we want to fix things ourselves. And in life, we look at situations and say, what do I need to do in order to repair this, to fix this? What do I need to do to, to overcome this? But God knows that it's futile. I mean, we might believe that we're actually making progress and fixing our sin problem, but the truth of the matter is, it's not. It's not happening. We live in a world that has fallen. We live in a world that is sinful. And we live in a world that is actually quite painful. We also live in a world that uh, evil dominates. We live in a world where most people are selfish. Most people will reject God. And... You know, there's been turmoil and there's been death and there's been things like racism and hatred and all of those things for eons. It is the fallen world that we have entered into and we've entered into it by our own accord. It's our fault. What God did was good. What we did was not. But God has not forgotten us. Uh, he still has a plan. He has a plan for each one of us. Now, I know that is something we've all heard a hundred thousand times. You know, God has a plan. Okay, great. Well, he does. And the plan that God has is individualized. Every single one of us. God has an extremely unique way of introducing the gospel, introducing his, his heart to our heart, introducing salvation into our life. God has a very unique way and a very deep and meaningful way that he does that in the life of every single person. And that's whether or not that person lives to be 104 years old or that person lives to be nine months old. God has an individual plan for every single life. You know, sometimes we look at the world and we say, you know, I it, it just doesn't seem fair. 
Well, it's not fair. It's not fair. It might be fair to us because we're the ones that have sinned. We're the ones that that screw things up, and we're the ones that are reaping the consequences of our own you know, decisions, our own heart, our own actions, and all of those things. Who it's not fair to is God. You see, God creates something that's good and beautiful, and and then we mess it up, and he says, well, you can't fix it on your own. So I guess I have to do it. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. But it shows the depth of the love that God has for each and every one of us. This overall plan of God's is is one that's hard to understand. It's one that really is kind of beyond our human comprehension. Because I don't understand all of the reasoning behind the things that God allows. I don't understand all of the reasoning behind the way he lets things portray out in our particular lives. But what I do know is that he says to us, all through Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, he says, you know what, I know your pain. I know your pain. I know the difficulties of your life. And he says, you know what? I will be there for you. I'm not going to be there as a genie to to wipe the slate clean so that you can just move on and enjoy everything here in this world. Because God is telling us, again, all through Scripture, this life is not the end. This is simply the beginning. This is simply the place where we we either accept the offer that he has made to us or we don't. That's what this life is all about. It's not about being fair and comfortable in any way, shape, or form. It's not about, you know, because I became a believer in Jesus that everything is supposed to, you know, turn around and be a rose garden. That's not the case, man. I mean, Jesus said, if the world hates me, guess what? They're going to hate you. And in this world, in this life, you will have considerable troubles. He tells us that. You know, the, the New Testament is, is a wonderful book that shows us example after example after example of how to live. And how to live a prosperous life. And uh, in in how to live a life that has a future. It might not be the, you know, there's no guarantee that it's going to be the greatest future here. The guarantee comes in in the next life. And I know some people are like, you know, I, I don't know if I can accept all that. I don't know if I, if I buy all of that or not. But what I do know is that God's plan is for you and I to enter into the kingdom of heaven on the day that we take our last breath. That's what he wants. That's always been the goal. Nothing has ever changed. From the eons before God ever created anything that we see in this universe, it has always been the plan. God has always known, you know, that people will mess up. People will fall. People will make poor choices and poor decisions. He's always known that. And he's known that he himself would have to suffer immensely for you and I in order just to give us the opportunity the opportunity to turn back to him 
and to be renewed in our relationship with him and to come back into a beautiful, loving, everlasting relationship with God himself. we got to remember that any actions that you and I take, anything that we do that is outside of the will of God is sin according to God. You see, that's the that's the main purpose of prayer. Prayer is not just a way that we communicate with God and, and let him know what's going on in our life and this is what we need. No. The main point or main purpose of prayer is that you and I might understand the will of God and how we should be responding to it, what we should be doing in response to it. God has everything laid out, everything planned out. He knows every he knows every choice that you and I will have to make. He knows every situation that we'll be involved with and in advance. He knows every decision that we will make and what the ramifications of that decision will be. You see that's the omnipotence of God. Him knowing the the before and the middle and the after and he he knows the beginning and the end and he knows it all. There's nothing that takes him by surprise. So with that, he can orchestrate the world. He can orchestrate the universe in our lives in a way that we have the best of opportunities to come back to him. Now listen to what I'm saying. That's always been the goal, is to come back to God and to share with God the life that he's created in each one of us life that he wants to share with us and to nurture in us for all of eternity. The question is whether or not you are going to accept it and accept God for who he is. I'll see you next week. Thanks and God bless.